look at Amazon and the uh, NFT marketplace they're launching. The ability to attach an NFT to a physical item. This is something that could become every day. You know, you go on Amazon, you buy an item and you get the NFT as well sent to your wallet. So why wouldn't you then immediately go and wear that item in the metaverse? Hey, what's going on? I hope you are well as always. Uh, so this week we're mainly reflecting on where we are in the metaverse space as a whole and talking about how the next phase of adoption will likely happen. Uh, we cover a little bit on augmented reality, of course, AI, supercharging content creation everywhere, and the key use cases for virtual worlds that stand out as the most universally obvious. How and why will this movement be valuable to the average person? Our guest for this chat is the ace Charles Stanton. He is the chief marketing officer for Forge, a subsidiary of Animoca Brands who sit between creators and brands and metaverse platforms, helping bring them into this new world. Part of how they do that is through their MetaPrints ecosystem, which helps brands establish their presence in this space. Uh, we reference it on the show and there's some more details in the show notes if you want to check out some more details there as always. Finally, nothing in this episode is financial or investment advice. Always do your own research. And with that said, let's get into this week's chat. Charles, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Luke. Yeah. Of course. Uh, now, this space is never boring. There's plenty going on uh, just in the world in general at the moment. I mean, we are recording this amidst sort of uh, banks seemingly, well, actually, and, and seemingly more potentially collapsing around us. AI is just developing at this exponential crazy speed where you wake up each day and there's a new product that is sort of changing the world or at least beginning to. And then some other very positive announcements around Epic Games in the Metaverse uh, recently there, Unreal Engine, editor for Fortnite, all these things going on. So I don't know if you're like me, my head's a little bit overwhelmed at the minute, but how are you feeling? What's your read on everything at the moment? Well, I, uh, I'm i feeling very very bullish having seen the the second trip of course you know the the other side of course as well yeah <laughs> yeah the, the the second trip is the other side and it's looking incredible i mean you know well over seven thousand players all at the same time it really does open up this space i think improbable have done a fantastic job in terms of what they're building and we know the guys well and and it's very exciting what they have what they have coming and uh, i think everyone should be excited about that so i absolutely agree there's there's you know the space to an extent there's been a you know a little bit of a lull in kind of the metaverse narrative in kind of recent times. I know there's been a lot going on in the sort of wider sector and I know everyone's probably feeling the pain in terms of the value of uh, you know, metaverse project tokens, etc. But I think in terms of what's being built and the advent of AI and new technologies, you know, I, I think in reality, you know, the metaverse is, is going to be a, a narrative that comes roaring back sooner than we think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with any technology trends, and we, we talked about it a lot on the show, these kind of cycles and when stuff gets, you know, overcooked uh, in the first instance and a, and a bit overhyped and stuff is, is nothing abnormal. This this has happened with other technological breakthroughs in the past and the good stuff gets hardened in these times. So what are you looking at now that you're going, you know, so, some of the, the tourists have, have left, but the smart people, yourself included, and, uh, you know, a whole suite of, of products and, uh, from Animoca as well are really exciting. What can you kind of tell us about to uh to get us excited and, and uh yeah where are you spending your time and energy at the moment well you know what there's there's two key areas i think are often overlooked but for me the most exciting the first of those is interoperability and the second of those is ai i want to say it's overlooked obviously everyone's talking about ai we'll get into why that's exciting in the metaverse context in a second but in terms of where i think there's going to be some really big changes coming it's, it's in the interoperability aspect there's you know a lot of projects at the moment many of which are in the animal 
portfolio that are looking at how we make the metaverse more interoperable. And obviously, you've got Metaprint, of course, uh, you know, a forge own brand, which is looking at ways to improve the experience of brands looking to get into the metaverse and be able to kind of launch projects across multiple different metaverse platforms. But actually, at a, at a more technical level, a more ingrained level, there's projects out there that are working really hard to make their particular platforms interoperable across every single different potential games engine and metaverse. I think when that happens, we'll start to see metaverse in a different way. And I'm sure this is something, Luke, that you've probably heard a lot on this podcast, but the way I see the future of the metaverse is is essentially like a, a more interactive and immersive version of the internet. You know, we, we think of metaverses as uh, currently as kind of game experiences or brand experiences, but in reality, they will they will be like web pages. I jump into one metaverse and I interact in this particular way to perform this particular task or function, whether it's shopping or, you know, whether it's uh, meeting a friend for a virtual coffee or whatever it might be. I'll jump into a different metaverse to play a game or potentially to engage with a brand in some other way or some maybe like a music concert, a sports event, whatever it might be. So, you know, that interoperability is absolutely going to be key because it's impossible to jump from one platform to another currently because of just the level of complexity, the technical limitations, clearly the the sort of the lag and, and the um, inability for users to comprehend all the different things you have to do across different platforms. So that for me is a massive, massive uh, area to tackle and it's something that I know is being worked on hard by uh, by a number of companies. It's, yeah, you're right. It's something that we have talked about a lot and we, we've done episodes on kind of the different challenges because it goes very deep. There's the sort of technical challenges and then even the sort of visual 3D challenges of different worlds have different 3D styles and, and all these things which are interesting and I think it can be confusing for creators and brands coming in because you've got these obviously huge numbers in some of the more traditional platforms, Roblox and Fortnite that we talk about uh, all the time as well and there's this huge opportunity but then brands and people want to move in and they're not sure where to go or how to do it. So I know at Forge you're part of what you do is, is kind of helping brands do that. So when we talk about interoperability and being able to kind of move from one world to another seamlessly, how has that improved and how are you thinking about it as a company when, when someone comes to you and goes, we want we want to be in the metaverse, whatever that means. How do you help them? What do you kind of talk to them about? Yeah, so obviously the first thing to start with when it comes to brands entering the metaverse is clarifying what's best for that brand. It's not always as, as simple as let's create a, you know, a unique world or experience. It's sometimes as simple as let's create an asset that could be utilized in the metaverse in a way that reflects our brand. So a good example and the most obvious one is Nike creating a pair of trainers that you can wear you know, in one metaverse but also in another metaverse. In terms of how things have improved, there's clearly a greater understanding from developers on what's required to make an asset translatable, should we say, across multiple platforms. The ability to literally take, uh, let's say, for example, an NFT, and ensure that it could be utilized across one platform as well as another, that's more difficult right now. And part of that difficulty isn't actually just technical. It's also the willingness for these metaverse uh, platforms to kind of open themselves up to that kind of inter- integration. So if you think about it, most of them are to some degree walled gardens right now. So why would metaverse A allow uh, an asset that's been purchased in metaverse B to be used and materialized and and, and kind of uh, articulated in, in their world, right? So a great example is I've brought a pair trainers on the sandbox why would i you know necessarily be inclined to allow that to be used on on my metaverse platform bearing in mind i'd rather they put the pair trainers on, on my metaverse platform as well so you know you have that kind of dichotomy i think to consider but you know certainly there are sort of like i say great understandings around how easy it is to translate assets into different platforms and something we've been working very closely with developers on is is how we can kind of i suppose strip back things like metadata and, and different design aspects to ensure that an object is more 
easy to re-articulate across different platforms. So we have, I suppose you could call it a, a templated approach, which means that, you know, because we know the developmental requirements for so many different platforms, especially across the Animoca portfolio group, it's easier for us to create, let's say, a pair of trainers that we know will be easy to recreate across these different platforms. And obviously by working with them, we kind of also overcome that challenge of, are they going to want that asset to be used in, in their platform? We obviously can essentially smooth that path. I suppose you look at us as like, a, for those of you who know, kind of world of social media platforms, you know, we're an improved partner, as it were, with so many different metaverses. It just means that we have that additional layer of, of access to the teams and, and to their uh, to their developer toolkit as well. And so ultimately, you know, we, we will start to see more and more of a of an approach that is akin to the open metaverse ultimate goal that Animoca are trying to achieve. And he, I, I believe you've spoken to Yat in the past, Luke, um, you know, just an incredible leader and and, uh, and and a great kind of influencer of the space. And he is preaching, and rightly so, about the importance of the open metaverse and, and the reasons why, you know, it doesn't benefit the ecosystem for platforms to remain wall gardens you know we need to to ensure that there's a, a consistency of experience and, and there's ways to do that i think that benefits anybody and that's something that like i say we're we're huge advocates of and, and everything we do is, is trying to encourage that as well yeah absolutely yeah. i think there's this kind of counterintuitive idea that you know wall gardens you're able to control um your assets within them so you can maybe make more money that way but then the other argument is that in, in an open system where you can move things around and, and travel you, you can actually create more experiences and more value for people who say come come over and bring your nft to us because then you can do all these things in our world and actually that encourages more use and then it's the, the pie grows bigger for everyone perhaps is, is i guess the idea here which is cool and for someone new who's who's maybe either either they kind of heard about the metaverse in the, in the hype of, of maybe last year and they were interested and tried a few things out but we were very early and we're now you know 12 18 months down the line what are some things that either you've worked on or some of the animoca portfolio that you're really excited about that you think would be good to visit now for maybe somebody new and and uh, see how things have developed. Yeah, so I mean, one of the one of the sort of biggest things that we did uh, a good few months ago now was monkeying around. So this was the first board ape experience in the sandbox. So we utilised apes that we own ourselves. So we utilised the ape IP. I created a uh, you know a board ape experience. Obviously, you could run around and interact with the the kind of the ape world in in a sandbox context. So that was a really successful game. You know, over sixty thousand players, and and we had you know prizes you could win. We gave away helmets as well for some of the top scorers and and those who won a prize draw. And you know, obviously, the sandbox. If you're a beginner and you're you're new to the space, you start with a sandbox. Frankly, it's it's the most easily accessible, and I think most I guess kind of well developed at present. It does other things to look out for. I'm particularly excited about High Street. Uh, it's also one of the Animoca portfolio metaverse brands and the ability to recreate commerce in a way that's kind of appealing to ordinary I say ordinary people people who perhaps aren't kind of excited by the idea that metaverse is being a, almost a second life or a, more of a, a gaming experience if they just want to kind of use it for a more understandable easily accessible utility shopping e-commerce in a metaverse context is, is something that's a no-brainer right while I'd be scrolling through pages and pages of products uh, they're just 2D images where I could be walking around and actually trying things on walking around a shop in, in the metaverse that makes so much more sense to me. So for that reason, I'm, I'm really excited about High Street. That's definitely something I think, again, I, I'm not saying that, uh, not financial advice, <laughs> but if, if I was going to be looking at kind of areas to, to focus my attention, uh, I think e-commerce you know, is, is a really, really clear use case that I think uh, you know most people can get their head around. I appreciate gaming is the area that most people talk about when it comes to the metaverse and, and rightly so. You know, there's, there's clear advantages to that, but I think where, where things can really start to open up to you know audiences well beyond gaming, of course, 
course, you know, you think about the the value of e-commerce, you know, multi-trillion dollar industry, you know, it's it's that's where I think there's going to be a, a huge opportunity in the future, the very near future. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, digital fashion is something that, um, you know, despite the market sentiment at all is, is an area that is so clearly a use case because there's a whole generation growing up in these worlds who care about what they're wearing. And not only uh, there's kind of a UK, use case of e-commerce and experiencing physical items in a digital sense to give you a better idea of what they are and maybe how they fit and those kind of technologies coming, but then also just the pure digital market as well for, for avatars as so we spend more time in these worlds and, and people care and are socializing and care about what they look like and want to express their personalities. Yeah, that's a continuing use case that hasn't wavered. We're talking right in the middle of Decentraland Fashion Week right now, I think, is uh, is kick, kicking off. So Exactly. But also thinking about, uh, and this is something that I think is going to become a really fast growing trend. Look at Amazon and the uh, NFT marketplace they're launching. The ability to attach an NFT to a physical item. Now, it's not, you know, we've been talking about this, I mean, Luke, I'm sure you're the same, for years now, this idea that, you know, you buy a physical item and you get the digital version as well. Well, it's been talked about, but it's not really, it happened for, you know, certain campaigns. I know, obviously, you know, Gucci famously, of course, have had a number of collections now utilizing that mechanism, but but this is something that could become every day. You know, you go on Amazon, you buy an item and you get the NFT as well set to your wallet. So why wouldn't you then immediately go and wear that item in the metaverse? And I think there's, for me, a, a strong sense of, you know, thinking about, uh, we always talk about what's that big thing that's going to drive adoption? Well, it, one of the things could be as simple as, well, I've just received my NFT of my item. Why well, might as well go and see what it looks like in the metaverse? So I'll jump in now. You know, I've got my wallet because Amazon have always given me a wallet with my item in it. I'll just get my wallet to, to a metaverse platform. Could be something like High Street and, uh, and jump in and see what it looks like. You know, I think that could be a really interesting onboarding journey, I think, for, you know, potentially millions of, uh, again, metaverse participants. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because that that news or, um, you know, rumours that they're about to announce their Amazon NFT marketplace in a bull market environment would have been crazy and everyone had been talking about it and valuations would have exploded and everything else. And it sort of uh, happened uh, or, or it's, you know, the, the news story broke. And people were like, oh, this is this is definitely cool. It's, it's definitely a huge deal because it's, um, yeah, I mean, Amazon, obviously, absolutely gigantic. So, uh, yes, and when we talk about adoption, it's things like that that, yeah, happen kind of naturally where people haven't got to jump through loads of hoops. They'll no doubt make that experience easy. And then people might just be like, oh, why don't I look at this digital item for sure? I'm always interested in talking about adoption at how you think the next wave will happen because there's so many things to pull apart here because you've got a sort of generational trends where we always refer to kind of Gen Z and below who are growing up in virtual worlds and socializing there already it's all very native to them so it seems you know pretty obvious that they are going to be familiar with with this kind of thing as they grow up and you know through different age groups i wonder how it will kind of adopt for them um lots of people think the ar side of stuff if apple dropped their headset that's probably gonna be a huge new metaverse catalyst and uh one where people are going to begin to experience this sort of layer of reality in in the physical world that might be the kind of hand holding into a virtual reality or a more metaverse type experience so yeah what are, you, what are your thoughts there i'm interested to, to see what everybody thinks. Well, actually, you, just just that, Luke. I think you, you you referred to it at the end there. I, I actually think the idea of a, of a truly virtual world, I think, scares many people. And you know, I I can see why. You know, there's there's maybe a sense of are we going to lose physical connection? Are we going to lose that context of what it means to be human? You know, the idea that you could just create an avatar and do these magical wild things and and spend your time in the metaverse doing everything you would normally do. Yeah, you know, work, play. You know, everything. Frankly, you could, you could do it in a metaverse context 
take. So there's that. And I, I think the sweet spot, certainly in the, uh, I guess, early stages, and in terms of trying to gain some level of mass adoption, I think is going to be the augmented layer of the metaverse, right? So think about, there's a, I saw something recently, I don't know if you caught this in uh, in the press, there was a big kind of hoo-ha around the use of kind of AR to create um, a fully made-up face. So if you, I won't say made-up, sorry, I mean in terms of if you, if you wear makeup uh, and you use it as a filter, essentially on, on Snapchat, you can do light video and you're, you would look like you have a full face of makeup, but of course you, you don't. And it, it, the, the ability for it to kind of beautifully um, kind of recreate your face and, and, and make it look fully made up, it was it was actually quite scary. You know, to many people that's quite scary. But we're not a huge, I guess, leap away from a situation where you're walking down the street and, you know, everyone's wearing some form of, you know, whether it's kind of Apple glasses or whatever it might be. And, you know, people's appearance can be updated in real time based on how they want to appear to the, the user, right? And different experiences can be laid on top of that. And I'm, I'm only talking in the context of, you know, I often look at what drives trends and, and you'd be amazed at how often trends are driven by this idea of your personal brand, how I want to be perceived. You think about the social media trend and, and how that exploded. Well, that was because for the first time ever, you could essentially define how people perceive you based on your online persona. You know, I post this photo and I give this update and people get the impression that I'm this person or that person. Now, ideally, you wouldn't lie about it, but, you know, as is the nature of, of human beings, the, we only want to show the, the best part of ourselves. So when it comes to the metaverse, I don't think it's actually, uh, it's going to be much different in terms of what drives, you know, adoption. It's going to be the opportunity to obviously recreate yourself. But imagine a situation where, you know, you can effectively, you know, in terms of how people perceive you in the real world, if you're able to augment your personal brand in a augmented sense, I think that's that's really exciting. And what I mean by that is a situation like, uh, like let me give you an example. You're walking down the street, you've got your glasses on, you spot that somebody has got like a, a badge floating above their head and that badge indicates that they are, and you know, they have a certain interest or they've achieved a certain thing and they're wearing special trainers. Now those trainers, you know, when you put these glasses on, they appear in, in some sort of, you know, crazy way. Maybe they've got flames coming out of the back of them or something like that. You know, these people can kind of create almost like quasi real versions of themselves. Now you're still seeing the person, but elements of them are kind of augmented uh, in real time when you put these glasses on. I think that's where it gets quite exciting, actually. You know, I mean, obviously a method bus, you can understand jumping into a whole new world and immersing yourself in our world. But I think kind of bringing elements of metaverse into the real world, I think that's going to be, you know, probably where we see huge, huge growth. It, it, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, in those early stages, of course, because it's easier for people to get their head around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, isn't it? And, and when I speak to my friends who kind of are aware of this world, but maybe uh, aren't enthusiasts in the say, same way or, you know, um, tech enthusiasts and, and really spending every day with it. The biggest question is from them is, yeah, it sounds cool, but how does it affect my life now? Right. Like, how is it useful for me today? And yes, everything you've talked about there, whether it's a, a fun extension of somebody's personality or whether it is, um, you know, instructional and maps and everything else that's that's more immersive. And, and even I've seen, you know, subtitles on glasses for people maybe who are deaf or if you're speaking a different language, it can it can translate it and things like that. It's like, okay, yeah, these these are the, the use cases that people find uh, immediately interesting and helpful. And then, yes, then we, can, we go further into kind of virtual worlds as that moves on, which kind of brings us as well to the AI conversation which wasn't, I mean, it was here, but not in any way the same way 
in the public and in the mainstream 12 months ago. And it is a really core cool part, at least in my mind, of bringing the bigger metaverse vision to life because populating these worlds with content, also having, uh, you know, characters there who play roles and uh, allowing us to have experiences and just in every way, it's uh, a, a crazy, crazy thing. So yes, I mean, how are you kind of uh, thinking about the AI exponential explosion at the minute? Where is it most relevant to you? And how do you think it's going to kind of affect and help the metaverse grow in the future? Yeah, very good question. And actually, yeah, yeah that was the second thing I was most excited about. And yeah, great, we can we can cover it in a bit more detail. Because for me, I think there's a lot of reasons why people are naturally a bit cautious about AI and what it can do. And I think in the in the metaverse space, actually, AI makes a lot more sense right now than, than perhaps other areas as well. Because if you think you mentioned it there, this is probably what you've been thinking as well. Content. Metaverse is well, one of the key, I guess, barriers and challenges for kind of a, a pure metaverse is this idea that the world can be changed by individuals interacting within it and it remains altered. Whatever state you kind of, you know, let's say you punch a hole through a wall, that hole remains. You know, that's ultimately what, what kind of one of the reasons why you define a, a metaverse as being a metaverse rather than a, you know, an MORP, uh, RPG. It's this idea that, you know, the world changes for everybody, right? Well, what AI can do for us, and I've already seen examples of this, it's incredible, you know, the ability to kind of develop in real time is really, really interesting. So you think about, you know, this idea that you could actually be not only part of a, of a metaverse, but you can, a bit like with something like Roblox, for example, you know, the idea that you actually create your world as you're going as well is really exciting. And obviously AI helps with that because I, you know, I'm, I'm not a coder. Not many people can kind of code to the extent requires to create, a, you know, a metaverse landscape. But through AI, I can impose a series of prompts and a world can open up around me. And not just that, but maybe the ways in which I can interact with that world can also be kind of changed in, in maybe not quite real time, but, but certainly close to real time as well. I think AI is going to be a, a huge advantage for creators in the space. You know, the all the kind of various different barriers to entry around the technical requirements and the technical knowledge and understanding, they all get destroyed by AI. The idea that you need to be a coder, that you have to have intricate knowledge. As long as you input the parameters of that particular metaverse, why can't you use AI to then design your own house or whatever it might be? And in terms of the ability for you to personalize your experience, I think some of the, the sort of big winners will be those who, who are looking at ways to enable people to better personalize their experience in their, in their various metaverse worlds. And using AI to do that, I think, is well, the best way. Yeah, it's, uh, it does what a lot of technology has done in the past, I guess, and, and kind of like democratize it for the benefit of people who don't have those skills maybe i always make the youtube comparison where you know maybe 20 years ago you uh had to really have an expensive camera and uh understand you know lighting and everything and and to be able to make your own kind of video that you were going to broadcast to the world you had to sort of go through all the traditional proper routes and then suddenly sort of youtube happened and uh the internet more broadly and you could post your own videos and they might not be perfect and they might be not be at the kind of highest level initially but it gave everybody at least the access and a chance to to do that and then went on to create huge stars obviously and you know if you've grown up uh, learning a certain set of skills coding or whatever it is a difficult one because uh are they, they're not irrelevant because you're in that world and you can you have a better understanding but it is also guess that i can understand why it's frustrating maybe for, for some people seeing it move so quickly as well and probably i'm guessing as usually happens with technology it certainly happened with kind of crypto stuff is the technology moves first and then the regulation catches up second so i, I don't know if you're the same but i, I imagine we are going to see some strange things that needs managing and regulating first before for 
that regulation happens. Would would you probably agree there? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, interactions in the metaverse. You, um, I'm sure you've read the same stories about people who've been assaulted in the metaverse. You know, uh, and these kind of things. You know, I think actually, to be honest with you, regulation around that should come quickly. I think because the sooner we can define some of these things, uh, I think the the better it will be for everybody. You're always going to have instances of of human beings being human beings wherever they are. So things like you know, for example, online abuse. It's it's a similar thing in the metaverse. You know, the, this idea that you can uh, you know kind of create a poor experience for somebody else. How we limit that and how we deal with that. You know, I, I'd like to have that sort of agreed very early on. And also in terms of transactions and commerce and all those other things as well. You know, I know there needs to be regulation around that. Like with cryptocurrencies, I'm, I'm not. I mean, certainly I'm not. Uh, necessarily pro a huge amount of regulation in that respect but i think we can all agree there needs to be some otherwise you know it really is just a, a free for all and, and it's very hard for us to kind of really evolve as an industry without them there needs to be that kind of agreed consensus on on how to interact with with metaverse platforms and how far these metaverse platforms can go as well let's not forget things like data protection security all sorts of other things we have to consider like if you've got um assets that are worth potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're wearing maybe you've got a really rare pair of gucci chain or whatever well what if someone could hack into your your wallet and and, uh, and and take those because it's a centralized platform you are it's a metaverse platform yes but by connecting your wallet you're exposed and and you know these kind of things need to be i guess stamped out pretty quickly to to encourage people to you know to really participate yeah and that stuff is is happening isn't it and um uh, uh, being built and people are learning security practices and, and they're becoming easier as well and for, for people so yeah yeah we're in that kind of middle middle phase as we slowly adopt um we, our time is going uh very quickly which is is hopefully a good sign i'm very much enjoyed it but yeah i, I want to just make sure um you know, give you a chance to, to talk about forge a little bit more and uh, is there anything else you kind of want to tell people about to get excited about um and also you know how best can you kind of kind of help them uh, with forge itself yeah yeah of course so well with like, as i mentioned through metaphrins you know we are working very closely with uh, a number of essentially both Animoca owned but also outside of Animoca many many different metaverse platforms and we we are very conscious of, of how the landscape is evolving we have a series of experience we have we have 10 Genesis brands we're working with including Polygon we're really uh, close partners with Polygon and we are helping them to get into the metaverse and, and we are starting with the Sandbox as I mentioned Sandbox is probably the most advanced in regards to um, opportunities for brands and, and the, the ability to build kind of unique experiences and we have Alpha Season 4 coming soon. We are working closely with the Sandbox and we have 10 different experiences coming. So we're doing a lot of building. Uh, as I mentioned, working working with a number of big brands, uh, including Farlow, Polygon, a uh, number of Web3 brands actually at this point, although we have been speaking to a number of Web2 brands as well. And, uh, you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, gated experiences open up a, a whole new realm of opportunities. So we'll be speaking to various different creators, musicians, entertainers, etc., about how they can recreate, uh, you know, immersive experiences in, in, the, in the sandbox and other platforms as well. And the ability to gate these experiences, although it doesn't sound as good from a user perspective, you're thinking, well, I'd rather watch these things for free. The reality is, you know, creators are going to get where there's opportunity to, to generate revenue as well as engagement and I think that's that's something we absolutely want to encourage is that ability to you know to provide ticketed events and, and those kind of things that's something we are we're working really closely with these with these different creators on we're also kind of a, a little bit of alpha we have got uh, in the works a really interesting concept uh, that involves a degree of, of sort of generative art should we say and that's something that uh, that we're working really hard on in the background and we'll be letting our community know about uh, in the coming months but um, I think 
that's funny enough, you talk about AI and how AI can, can really open up doors. There's clearly, as I mentioned, this, the, the importance of personalization, and I think AI will play a, a big role in that as well. So again, don't want to give too much away, but there's there's certainly uh, a lot more to come in, in kind of use of AI and, and personalization in the metaverse, and uh, MetaPrints is, is absolutely at the forefront of that. And uh, and obviously when it comes to sort of yeah, the future of the project, you know, we have other exciting announcements to come and, and good reasons why you want to own the Genesis MetaPrint uh, NFT as well. So um, I'll say no more on that, but uh, but yeah, no, really exciting times for us. And I think even though the, the spotlight isn't on Metaverse as much at the moment, it's really, for me, genuinely one of the most exciting places to be right now. And um, from someone who is on the inside, uh, you know, as as are you, Luke, there is so much happening. It's it's like a cold spring. I think the, the sort of the moment there's a, a big catalyst, Metaverse is going to be all anyone's talking about. And uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I always think it's all part of the same future as well, really, isn't it? Like AI is powering a lot of these virtual experiences and, and it's all a move to, to these more immersive kind of technologies. Um, yeah, so it's uh, definitely an exciting time across the board for sure. Well, uh, thank you so much. That's gone lightning fast, but uh, very much enjoyed it. Some great stuff in there. And uh, yeah, just remind everyone where they can go if they want to reach out to you if they're a brand and they would like to kind of approach you or they want to know a bit more about Forge, uh, where should they head? Yeah, so uh, website is uh, forge.network um, at Forge Official and Metaprince is at Metaprince, uh, metaprince.com. And of course, uh, Animoca Brands, you know where to find them. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. Uh, yeah, do look us up. And, and uh, if you want to reach out to me, personally um at chas underscore stanton on twitter nice perfect it'll all be in the show notes but um yeah Chaz, thanks so much for coming on thank you luke thank you so there we go thank you very much to charles for coming on enjoyed that one uh, do check out forge a great place to go if you are wanting to explore your first steps as a brand or creator in this world but aren't quite sure how to start all the links below as always thank you most of all to you for listening and see you for next week's episode